Welcome to What's That About with Joel and Tina. We're back. Yes. It's been a little while. I think that it's been pre-Rona for us. <laughs> so like <clears throat> at the end of May, we, we caught the Rona. And then, right. And then there was summer. Yep. And then um, I caught a chest cold. Yes. And I just coughed. So you're going to hear me. Still hanging around just a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but here we are. Worth it to come back, talk about something that we love to do, talk about the word of the Lord and our thoughts on it. So today's passage is going to be one from Philippians, from Philippians 4.8. We have a couple different translations here, which is always great. One of the great things to do is to have multiple different translations so that just in case you have one that you see, to compare it against another one. So we have a couple different ones today. I think you might have the New Living Translation. That's what I have, yeah. Uh, I have the ESV, so I'm going to read from that. I'll start, and then maybe, Tina, you can have yours, and then we'll go from there. Okay. But this is a, a really great reminder. Finally, brothers, whatever is true... Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And this is the same passage from the NLT. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Mm. So one of the reasons why I like looking at different versions Mm -hmm. is because then you recognize like, well, which words or spaces need to be looked at a little bit more? Sure. Which ones did, did they kind of struggle with? Because oftentimes a lot of the passage will be exactly the same. Um, so, you know, in this particular one, pure is in both of them. Um, lovely is in both of them. Mm-hmm. So there's that commendable versus, I guess, maybe honorable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure. No, honorable is there. Okay, so true is, is the same. Honorable is the same. The word just versus right. Pure lovely Mm. and then commendable versus admirable Mm. but clearly the focus is thoughts what's going on in your mind (coughs) and if you've ever had issue with thoughts you know exactly why important thoughts are how important they are to our well-being to our daily lives because if you're out there struggling about not thinking about these things. In fact, you were thinking about difficult things, terrible things, hard things, things that you can't change, things that you can't control. It's going to affect your life in a way that is going to be make your life more difficult. Well, and I think that there's been a lot of proof that, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes from, from uh, Andy Andrews is that Worry is misused imagination. Ah, okay. So that we can, like our minds are meant to think. And they're meant to imagine and they're meant to create. Right. So they're meant to ponder. Right. I mean, that's what what they do. So the mind is meant to ponder. And what you ponder changes how you live your life. So if you yeah, always ponder like what, what 
is bad, right? Then you're gonna look for the bad. You're gonna see the bad. You're what, gonna see the bad. What we think about is what we're gonna see. What we focus on with our minds is what we're gonna find in the world. So if we think always thinking about bad things, we're gonna see bad things. If we are looking and thinking about good things, then we will see good things. And the world hasn't changed. What changes is what we think about. Right. So, you know, if you say to yourself, and, and I'm not saying that you're going to get more money, what I'm saying, all right, just hmm. hear the whole thing out. All right, all right. So, if your thought when you have $5 is, I don't have enough, mm. then there will never be an amount that is enough because your brain will all like associate any amount of money with not quite enough. Mm. And so, and, and so I'm not saying that like you can think yourself into being rich. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you believe that money is the problem and you think that money is the problem, the money will be the problem. And so within it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. Yes. Like you teach yourself how you're going to think about it. So right. like if you don't feel that $5 is a windfall, then no amount of money is going to feel like a windfall. Like hmm. you're, you're just going to teach yourself that like, oh, it's not quite enough. It's not, it's not what I need. It's not how much I want. And that's weird. That is very weird hmm. that we can do that. Like if, if you believe yourself to be rich, you will feel taken care of because I wouldn't, I would say maybe $5 is not a great example. Because $5 doesn't get you very far in this world. Well, But I know plenty of people, well, but maybe a better example would be to say, who thinks of themselves as middle class? And it depends on who you ask, because most people think of themselves as middle class. Right. And some people make a lot more than other people, but they still see themselves as middle class. One is because they don't want others to view them as rich, whatever that means, right? And other people are like, hey, I don't want to think of myself as poor, I'm middle class. But they're making a huge separation of money, but there's both both groups are thinking they're middle class. Right, like we came up against this, like I considered us middle class. Yeah. And I, I considered us like pretty well off middle class. Well, then I went and I looked at the statistics and it's like, you're barely middle class. <laughs> right, you know, we're in the low end. Like you, Barely into it, like maybe. But for us, like middle class means that that <clears throat> that we don't have significant money worries. Well, and I would say like that's kind of. And the we, thing. But we can't go crazy. <laughs> I mean, the the thing about it was, and I never thought to myself, I'm middle class. I've always okay. thought that we are abundant, like we have an abundant Fair. life. That's much much better. And, right, right, right. And so, but that's the, so that's like the I the thought that thing. it coincided with middle class and it turns out it does not so and that's that's the whole thing that we're talking about here right. is that how you think about things does change the way you feel and the way that you feel changes the way that you interact with them so right. because i i have this feeling of our life is abundant yeah it turns out that we have an abundant life we have an abundant life because that's the way we see it right and no yeah. matter how much and we've had an abundant life pretty much all along like there are times in which it has been tight but even in the midst of tightness yeah 
God has provided. Oh, absolutely. Like God's provision has been right prevalent throughout all of it. Right. Because we so, kept, I mean, there were times where like years ago we were in Port Huron and we were barely making it. We were, we were just, we didn't make it. We were just above the poverty <laughs> line, meaning that if we had made just a little bit less, we would have had government assistance. Right. Like it was, I think. <laughs> but it was, was so goofy. It was literally yeah. like a thousand dollars between us. And I don't being even able know if it was that for, much. Well. But God still saw us through. And the way that we always looked at it was God's going to see us through because that's what God does. And it was in that time where we stopped using our credit card. You know, it wasn't. Well, and I think it was also during that time that abundance became less so about the amount in the bank account yeah. and more so about God's provision. And because that's what happened over and over again. We right. kept thinking about God. We kept expecting that God would provide when other sources were not providing. And that's exactly what happened. But I think a large part of it was our mindset and our trust in God. I still remember the time that we... We, you know, had bills to pay. We didn't really have any money for food. And so we prayed. And what was it? Like an hour later, some lady from our church shows up and there was a two for one deal. And she bought two of everything. And she brought one with us. She goes, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So I thought I would just bring it by to you. Well, in that same night, someone also brought over like a huge pot of, of soup, like vegetable soup. And, right. And it was, I mean, so... <clears throat> So thinking, what goes on in our minds matters so, so much. Well, and, and it, I think that it comes down to this first one. Mm-hmm. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Mm-hmm. So what is true? Whoa. And oftentimes, yeah. you know, like you come back, coming back to that example of middle classness, oftentimes what you think is true yeah. isn't necessarily the truth. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. you, you call it true, yeah. but that doesn't mean yeah. that it is. And so... Yeah. I think that it, it means that you have to find what truth is mm-hmm. and who defines that for you. Mm-hmm. And and I think that you have to get to a place in which God is your source of truth. It has to be because what other, what else can be true? Because there's so much that changes around us. Something that we relied upon today could be different <clears throat> tomorrow. Something that we think is true today could find we find out that it's a lie tomorrow. And so there are things in this world that we have to learn how to trust in because it just keeps us sane. But we can't trust in those things as our true north. And that's almost kind of what I like hear Paul saying here is that think about what is actually true as in something beyond what we can What's control. always going to be true. What's, yes, right. And so hence like this true north thing. That's always going to be true. You don't. You right. never have to worry about the North Star. Right. It's always going to be there. You can navigate by it. If you can identify it, you're golden. And that's God for us as believers, as God is our true North. We can always, always know that God's going to be there for us. So, I mean, I'm going to keep harping on this. You know, coming back around to what is true. Yeah. So, like, in that time in our lives in which we did not have an excess of of Mm. money (laughs) were we any less of God's children were we any less valuable to God because we had a smaller bank account you know are we more valuable to God if if we have more money in our account are we more valuable to God if our lights don't get turned off or if our lights 
you know, don't e- we can't even like get to that point? And the answer is no. Like those things don't determine how God feels about us and God's salvation. Like whether or not we're good with finances, whether or not we mm-hmm. are able to, you know, get the bills paid mm-hmm. has nothing to do with how God feels about us. Yeah. And so, and I think that that's the thing that you have to kind of get to is like, independent of my circumstances, no matter how poorly I'm doing or how good I'm doing, the truth is, is that mm-hmm. I'm the same person to God. Mm-hmm. I want to pull another one out, another word out of here. Okay. The word lovely. Lovely. I, I don't know what it says in your translation. Lovely. But that's such a great word. I think we... We know at some level what lovely is and, and is probably different for every person. But when I think of the word lovely, I think of something that when we think about it, it lifts us up. When we think about it, it gives us good vibes, good feeling. So, you know, a sunset, a sunset or a sunrise. Uh, so uh, the thing here is exquisitely beautiful. Ah, Yeah. I mean, and think about if we follow Paul's instructions here, that if we fix our minds on the things that are exquisitely beautiful, beautiful beyond ourselves, beyond our control that we have been given, that's going to change the way that we look at the world. It's going to change the way that we engage one another and the world. Because guess what? If you are looking for things that are lovely, you're going to find them. You're going to see them. And the Merriam-Webster says, delightful for beauty, harmony, or grace. Which reminds wow. me of delight cool. yourselves in the, the Lord, Lord and he give you the desires of your heart. Your heart. You know, that I think that so ultimately mm. it's like, that means what is lovely? God is lovely. God is yeah. always lovely. Yeah. And so I think that the answer, like if you look at all of these things, they all are different aspects of who God is mm-hmm. and how God interacts with us. Mm-hmm. Like God is Different truth. way that God manifests himself in our lives. Right. God yeah. is definitely truth. God is definitely honorable and right and yeah. pure. Mm-hmm. God is lovely and admirable, mm-hmm. excellent. And who like definitely worthy of praise, right? And I mean, I mean, fact, come on. <laughs> I think that there's even like a, a like a time in which Jesus was like, no, only God is good, you right? Know, that, right. So yeah. I think that he's pointing back to God mm-hmm. over and over and mm-hmm. over again, which I think is the key: is that in every situation, there's an opportunity for you to think about God. And the key is to practice it. I mean that that's the huge thing is that. If, if today you're struggling with, with thoughts that are none of these things, you're struggling with difficult thoughts, start with one good thought. Start with one thought that is lovely or one thought that is excellent, one thought that you know about God that is true, one thing about God that is praiseworthy, and begin with that. It's about practicing it. And you know what? It may take you years to move beyond that. In yeah. fact, it may never move beyond that. Like, I I have a word that God has been laying on my heart over and over and over again for, like, almost two decades, like, persistently. Mm. And I still learn new things about God Mm -hmm. with this one word. And so, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, like... And sometimes you just need a touch point word of like, oh, here's a word. Kind of reground you. Right. And that's that's the thing that kind of keeps me going. It keeps me sane. It keeps me whole. It gives me peace. Is I am continually regrounding myself as well back into 
remembering who God is, remembering what God has done, remembering God's faithfulness, and so that whatever maybe I'm struggling with in the moment, I can reset my thought process by going back to what I know about God and the, the wonderful things that God is. Well, hopefully we were not too convoluted. There was uh, snapping and hissing and, and barking and <laughs> coughing and neighbors and, and up and down stairs. Oh, like, no. It's good. So, yeah. So, but <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. It's good to be back at this. Hopefully we'll uh, be back again next week. Amen. All right. Bye. Bye.